welcome to Don't Call Me a Guru. I'm your host, Linda Huang, and today's episode features social media insights from the perspective of an entrepreneur photographer. Don't Call Me a Guru is recording at Nate's Radio Studio in Edmonton, Alberta, and is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. If you like what you hear, please be sure to rate this podcast, five stars preferably, and share it on social media. Now we'll get right into today's conversation. Our guest is Tracy Jasmine, a local wedding and branding photographer based here in Edmonton who has used social media to help build her business. She can be found at Tracy Jasmine Photo and Branding by Tracy Jasmine. Tracy, you've really caught my attention, not only because you're a really good photographer and I love your style and kind of the look of your photos, but also because you've been positioning yourself as a photographer who can take photos for other people, for other people's blogs, for other people's Instagram accounts. So you're a branding lifestyle photographer, which I hadn't really been seeing before. Can you just talk about that process, why you got into it, and sort of where you saw that opportunity, why you know, maybe more people are hiring professional photographers to create their content? Yeah, for sure. So branding photography is becoming huge these days. And I can definitely say that I think influencers who are wanting to monetize their Instagrams and blogs are wanting to invest in professional photographers, if not at least professional looking photos. I think we've come to the point these days that in order to grow and scale, we can't do it all ourselves anymore. Um, So the process is fairly simple, really, for me. Most clients reach out from finding me on Instagram, wouldn't you know? And from there, we get together in person, chat about their vision and see if we're right for each other. Now, shooting branding for some time, I give as much advice as I can, um, taking that vision that they have to Instagram, social media and their online presence, because usually it just starts with, I need a headshot. Okay, well, we need a heck of a lot more than that. Um, <laughs> well, that, so, that is how it used to be. It was like, yeah, I just need a headshot. Yeah. And so now I'm trying to <laughs> educate people that there is so much more there's flat lays there's you know like behind the scenes and people are like people want to know that oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) we're getting creepy these days (laughs) so branding photography actually fell into my lap a little bit I had reached out to a local interior designer via Instagram again and I also shoot interior photography so that's what I was messaging her about and from that shoot together, um, she ended me ask, she ended up asking me to take photos for her and her lifestyle blog, which I hadn't really heard of yet. Like I did, like everybody has blogs. Jillian Harris has a blog. That's the most I've ever heard about. So I was intrigued, but also terrified, kind of confused. New space, yeah. Really new space for me. Um, so as we worked together, I mean, I said yes. As we worked together, I <laughs> fell in love with this area of photography. Didn't really know what to call it. Same with what you said, like branding photographer is kind of a off term yeah. these days. And so I fell in love with it just as much as my wedding work. And that's when the idea sparked. So I myself as a business owner needed branding photos because everybody wants to see what are you doing? How do you edit? What are you doing behind the scenes? You have a dog. You go to the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my client needed them. So there had to be other people out there that needed them. So that's when I was like, ding, ding, ding. This is a winning idea. So that's translated into social media and website content, basically, is what people are need. Not this basic headshot that it used to be. You updated your right. LinkedIn once every five years. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I still have an old headshot from like four years ago. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, yeah, social media has kind of just become the biggest because you're posting so often. Right. And that's so when the photographer. more frequency. Yes, exactly. And so now back to the quality images thing. That's what people want to see on Instagram today. Um, the better the photos, the more curated your feed is, the more apps someone is to follow you, which is 
sad but true. <laughs> as much as we want to be authentic, we want the curated version of authentic. So I think that the days of being able to edit your Instagram husband or wife's iPhone shot are kind of fading away a little bit. It's starting to get frustrating with all the filters. Everybody's using the same filters now. Everybody's using all that same stuff. So hiring a photographer also takes one more thing off of your plate when it comes to monetizing creating a business, especially out of social media because running a business you're like oh I'm going to be a this well then you've got to be the accountant the marketer the social media person everything mm-hmm. the photographer everything. Yeah, yeah exactly and trying to take your own photos is really hard mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah selfie quality is not really <laughs> it doesn't exactly. really work for most people exactly so I mean the whole concept is really interesting to me because I think it's quite typical for let's say a business to hire a photographer or a videographer or even a social media person to write their captions for them that's very very common for sure um, but just you don't you know you don't hear as much about an individual person hiring someone else to create this type of content for them so I mean I stumble on it a little bit so my some of my questions that I had for you were things like you know I get the desire for a curated look really high quality photos but then are you ever concerned or have your clients ever expressed concerns that it looks too much like your other clients' photos. Does their brand become your brand because you have a very specific style of how you shoot? Does it start looking too staged? Is it really their content if you're shooting it? Right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. For <laughs> sure. I know. That's definitely a worry that I've had myself where it's, okay, we're doing a flat light again. Yeah. We're doing flat light again or we're doing this again. <laughs> but it's a different person this time. So what I try and do with my clients is make sure their content is super personalized. So it's not just the same travel flat lay, mm-hmm. the same this flat lay. So trying to add their personality into everything, even if it's just their hand, just something to make it different. And we're not always using maybe a white backdrop because, again, that's like the most common denominator. Just right. trying to make things unique and to themselves. So if you use like travel flat lay for an example, and you do a map as a backdrop, something just different, something that's more you. So the other thing too is even though my editing style is the same for all my clients with the content and the lighting always changing also lighting a huge part of it mm-hmm. I don't think it's a worry for any of my clients I haven't had that um, come up with anyone so far knock on wood mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it could definitely be a thing for the future depending on how many clients I'm taking on um, and how big they're getting because slowly but surely they're getting bigger and mm-hmm. Edmonton's not that big of a city. No. So <laughs> that's that's where, yeah, everything's starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But I think it's more the light and airy thing and nobody's doing it right now. Right. So. Yeah, no, and that's that's why you really pop out at me because I'm like, oh, like I see yeah. that Tr- Tracy is doing all, you know, not all. No, um, but, but increasingly yeah, more there's... and more people's photos, which mm-hmm. is nice. Would you say that really the need for this type of thing does come out of the fact that these clients of yours are influencers or trying to be influencers, trying to monetize their name and their brand and that type of thing? It's really... Yeah, like 50%. 50% have a business already, and then 50% want to have a business, but not necessarily a business. Like you said, more influencer, blog, monetizing their social media. So it's insane the amount of photos that people are wanting like I'm working with some clients three to four hours a month crazy just constantly pumping out content and then they have ideas we bounce ideas off each other what about this could I create that how about this and we're just again like you said trying to stay original Mm -hmm. trying to keep stuff that's unique to them it's definitely a battle (laughs) definitely a battle how does the partnership work like are you you know so I would say First and foremost, you are a photographer. Yeah. But then I really feel like in this type of relationship, 
you are also being a social media strategist as well. You're like 110 percent. Yeah. I feel like I've got such a business brain. (laughs) It's just like all kind of just like (laughs) here's also all of the other advice I could possibly give you. Right. Which I love including in my brand. I could also I don't know. I could probably call myself something else. Social media mentor or business mentor or something like that. But I just like including it in my client experience, especially for people who are brand new to the scene. I have people asking me like, what's the Instagram etiquette to sharing photos? Right. They have no clue. They have posted five photos on Instagram. (laughs) They were all like, you know, from their (laughs) iPhone. But it's awesome to see people who understand that they need to get the photos, good photos, like first. Yeah. They can't just start it off on like a rocky foot. They want to start it off on the right foot, quality photos. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. In terms of Instagram, since we're talking about it, (laughs) obviously, you know, you've mentioned you've, you've gotten, clearly you've gotten business from Instagram. Can you just talk about sort of your relationship with Instagram and how it's kind of helped you as an entrepreneur? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So Instagram has been so beneficial since moving to Edmonton. It's the probably the only, not the only, but the biggest way I've grown my business. So it's been awesome in growing my business using the hashtags, connecting with other people. When I moved here, I knew my boyfriend. (laughs) So it's been awesome to create real life friends in the business world so you don't feel so alone. But then also to like, yeah, clients are just they're a dime a dozen it feels like they're everywhere because Instagram is just so huge now so yeah if you're posting your photos and you're doing it religiously always using the same hashtags it's been a game changer for me if I didn't have Instagram I don't think I'd have the business I had right yeah that's amazing yeah it's crazy so you're getting would you actually I had messaged you about my friend's wedding yeah for an inquiry do you get that quite a bit through Instagram are you like yes are you getting more inquiries on Instagram versus an email form from your website yeah 110 (laughs) percent. it's actually I'd say it's like 50 percent Instagram 25 percent Google 25 percent referral great it's crazy blows my mind so then I have other friends like how are you doing this how do you get brides to message you on Instagram and I'm like I really don't know and so I had to sit down with myself and be like okay what am I doing I need to make a strategy like you know something out of this so I know what I'm doing and can consistently keep doing it okay so let's let's talk about that strategy then so so what you know what are you focused on do you know what you're do you know what you're sharing tomorrow do you know what you're sharing next week do you have sort of three topics that you kind of fall within and you don't really stray from that what's yeah so I definitely don't have a schedule (laughs) (laughs) I know that I post Sunday to Thursday I skip Friday and Saturday because I feel like everybody's out doing their own thing Mm -hmm. Um, my posts get like zero amount of engagement in my mind. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so I do those days and then I always post at the same time every single day. 6 p.m. is the golden time for me, for my people. And then from there, I have, like you're saying, five categories that I kind of stick in between and I don't stray from it. So my face is one of them. My work (laughs) is a second. Your face does well. Yes, yes, (laughs) it does actually. It's so creepy. It's good advice though, honestly. I really feel like there's something to be said. I feel like a few years ago, people would say, I don't care about your selfie. I don't want to see another picture of you. That type of, you know, cynical. Okay, let's go back a little bit. I feel like it's sort of like how I I still post about what I'm eating, you know, for yeah. lunch and for dinner. Yeah. Over 10 years ago, I would get people who say, nobody cares what you're eating for lunch. Why are you posting what you're eating for lunch? And now I can 100% tell you, people care what I'm eating for lunch, guys. Oh, they do. Oh, they totally do. They Just care like, what you're doing every second of your day. <laughs> Just like they care about your face, they want to see that. Yeah. But you're actually, you know that your face 
works, let's say, for oh, engagement, right? Because you're, yeah. you're looking at that engagement. Especially when you go to, you know, the different apps that'll show you your, like, top liked posts, top mm-hmm. commented posts. It is always me. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, guys. I'm glad you really like my work. Uh, anyway, so I try and keep it my, myself, my work, my dog, and then travel. And then every once in a while, I'll throw my boyfriend in there and then try and cross-promote branding with weddings Cool. now. So just to kind of keep things all like a big wonderful circle mm-hmm. yeah great so and that's you... my strategy so far and then the hashtags they right. are like the best thing right you could do so just making sure i'm putting myself in my client's shoes not in a photographer's shoes okay so not to attract other photographers to attract potential brides great. or potential new businesses that's so important yes so putting yourself in your audience's search basically. yes what is your exactly. audience looking for exactly instagram is the next google Pinterest, mm-hmm. the next Google. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all it is. All people are looking for are search terms. So Pinterest, actually, I did see when we were talking about having you come on, you had been posting about looking for an assistant to help you with things like blogging or Pinterest scheduling. Can you talk about, you know, what you're on in terms of platforms? Obviously, I think Instagram would be, like, the number one for you. It is the. <laughs> <laughs> but even something like Pinterest, is that, like, wh- why is that a platform that's valuable to you? Yeah, so for Pinterest, it's enormous because it's photo-driven again. I'm a photographer, photo-driven. It's pretty uh, easy to realize that's a big one. Um, but I never understood Pinterest until a girlfriend was mentioning um, Tailwind, to me so it's a Pinterest scheduler so you can set up your pins and it basically pins automatically for you so she said try it out I'll give you a free trial with my code or whatever so I tried it out and my pin views went from 200 people a month to 15,000 Wow! and I only posted twice a day so from that I had people inquiring about weddings about destination weddings and I was like, what the heck? Like, is this, <laughs> this is a thing. So wait, what, so what, how, I guess, how was it different than you just manually posting? You just Pinterest? don't have to do it. You can plan your entire year of Pinterest and it will automatically do it for you every single day. Okay. So you do a batch of like three days. You I'm going to plan my entire yeah. content for a year and it constantly does it for you every single day. Interesting. Yeah. And it even gives you suggested times that like based on your category and all that kind of stuff, what you're pinning when mm-hmm. the best time would be to post. Yeah, I've seen like a lot of um, uh, actually interior design focused yep. um, influencers and bloggers and Pinterest is really high up there for them. And it's just incredible. It says they get like two million views to their Pinterest that's, a month. That's nothing. So <laughs> the, the first client I had chatted about who was the reason I started with branding, she gets over five million views and she's local in Edmonton. That's amazing. And it's a blog. Yeah. It's insane. And that's just through Pinterest. That is just Pinterest. That's amazing. So obviously Pinterest wouldn't work for everyone or all businesses, but... No, definitely not. So see, that's interesting for me. Most of the businesses that I consult with, rarely ever am I recommending Pinterest because I I feel like it's so industry dependent. 100%. It's all about creativity. If you're not in a creative industry, I feel like it's totally redundant. Mm -hmm. But five tips for accountants might not really do Yeah, no, definitely not the thing, not the thing. (laughs) Um, Great, okay. So we'll just take a quick break um, for the ad, and then we'll come back and keep chatting about photography and social media. This episode of Don't Call Me a Guru is brought to you by ATB Financial. Looking for another podcast to listen to? Try the We Are Alberta podcast hosted by ATB economist Nick Ford. This monthly podcast explores Alberta's geography, 
businesses, and organization, and its diverse and fascinating people all through an economic lens. Read more and subscribe at atb.com slash wearealberta. Okay, so I want to talk about Instagram stories as well, because I feel like Instagram stories is such a huge part of Instagram now. Do you treat, you know, you mentioned your five sort of type of posts that you try to stick to on Instagram. Does that apply to your stories as well? Do you have a bit more flexibility with your stories? What's your approach to Instagram stories? Stories didn't really exist for me much in 2018. I was so busy that I just kind of forgot about them. I'm like, oh, I, oh yeah, oh, yeah, uh, I need, <laughs> right, stories, okay, yes. So 2019 has been my goal to be on it. I don't have a strategy at this point. I'm just kind of winging it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely say all the categories fit into it. Even just my daily life at home, what I'm doing, just it's like a more like a Snapchat to me, mm-hmm. more of a just like super personal. I do not have makeup on, the hair's in a top <laughs> knot. This is who I am. It's what I'm doing today, and I just try and talk um, to the followers, the people, <laughs> talk to the people. people, yeah, and just try and get more on a regular basis with them mm-hmm. instead of this like oh this is a photographer that I follow uh, you know <laughs> I feel like I know like um like Jillian Harris I feel like I know her mm-hmm. she came in I'd be like oh hey hey Jillian what's going hey, on hey girl yeah no <laughs> big deal how's your whatever yeah dog. yeah <laughs> nacho he's pretty cool hey? <laughs> you knew <laughs> exactly see I know her <laughs> so I feel like if you're not doing Instagram stories now in 2019 regardless if you're comfortable or not you're killing your engagement like it's not going to be what you want it to be. It is so hard these days even to get like 3% of your followers mm-hmm. engaging with you. Um, and Instagram stories is the ticket to success, I A think. way to get there, yeah. And I'm finding that too. I think what's really interesting about Instagram stories is you get people who view your stories and message you, answer your questions, comment on what you're posting on your stories, who never even actually like yep. your posts, yep. which is so interesting to me. Oh, it blows my mind too. I don't quite understand it? But I do it. <laughs> I definitely am on the other side doing it. Right. But like, so what, so what is it about Instagram stories that compels someone to, yeah, I'm going to privately message this person on a very one-on-one level, but I'm never going to give their photo a like. I feel like it's because it's more personal. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's just like me and her chatting right now. Mm-hmm. Like she's talking directly to me. I feel like I can just send her a private message. Yeah. Nobody's going to see what I say. No pressure. No pressure. Nothing. <laughs> I, it's not going to be like, oh, you liked her photo the other day. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. But yeah. if you private message, right. it's just a lot more personal too. Yeah. There's definitely an opportunity there, I think, for entrepreneurs and businesses who, to this point, and probably many of them like you, to this point, have only been focusing on your in-grid posts. Yeah. Um, But how can you use uh, Instagram story to both build maybe clients? Yes. um, More business? Yes. So I have a secret to that so far, which I did last year when I had the time, and then I just was so busy with wedding season, so that went out the window. (laughs) Anyways, what I hope to get back to this year is every time I do a shoot and I deliver it, I want to take my favorite vertical images because mm-hmm. they fit well in the stories. Right. And I post them in my stories. And so that's how most people find my work. It's through stories. It's they go through the stories, they see this high quality photo, which totally stands out because mm-hmm. it's always weird videos with cat ears. Mm-hmm. So they see this <laughs> and they're like, oh whoa. They click next, mm-hmm. next, 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 next. They always message me. Somebody always messages me when I post any kind of shoot, interior branding or weddings. Right. Yeah. See, that's interesting to me, too, because I'm finding more and more now, well, and actually Instagram now lets this 
happen more easily is you can just upload a photo from your camera roll, which about a year ago it didn't let you do. You had yeah. to take the picture yourself from your phone. Um, so the quality of it would be you know, less pristine. It's it's not not as polished, right? Yeah. But there was a charm to that. So I think. I agree. I yeah, for sure. I thought there was a charm to that, for sure. But now that you can just upload your photos, and actually now there's apps where you can put photos into templates and add different handwritten titles and really, really create very curated and polished stories yeah. as well. So I guess that is an opportunity for businesses. 100%. People are making it their new blog post. Mm-hmm. Because who has the time to read a blog post anymore? <laughs> who goes on? Who has the attention span to even read a blog post? So if- as a blogger, I don't agree with that. <laughs> well, I'm saying our attention I- span is getting smaller and smaller, Linda. <laughs> I agree with that. So I agree for sure. Attention spans are smaller. Most people are shifting over to social networks as their kind of mini blog. Um, but value of blogging. I, I think is still so important. And especially, you know, you say Instagram as the next Google. I agree that people are searching on Instagram, um, but Instagram posts aren't necessarily showing up as Google results, right? Yeah. So there's definitely a disconnect there still, which is why I, I, yes. I, yes. I still prefer blogs for certain long-form things. But I really like that thought that you can turn your Instagram story into it's like a, a hook. blog post. Yeah, it's, it's really your nice. hook. Yeah. It's your hook into it, and then they will go to your profile, click the link mm-hmm. or if you have over 10k then they can just swipe mm-hmm. up but yeah if you just have this beautiful story of you know three posts in a row and then all of a sudden at the end they swipe up to see more mm-hmm. well yeah they're probably going to swipe up to see more because this was so gorgeous yeah it, ca- it caught their attention exactly. it, it kept them engaged yep yeah also i was so happy when i got 10k and could do swipe up for more yes yes <laughs> yes yes you go girl i'll be uh linkedin bio <laughs> A Lincoln bio is a good strategy, too. <laughs> so I'm curious about your advice for other photographers, but also just entrepreneurs in general who might be using social media um, or thinking about using social media, things that they should absolutely be doing, things that they should stop doing. This is a good time to air any pet peeves or grievances. <laughs> Here we go. Bring it on. Lay it all out. <laughs> okay. You have to be doing Instagram stories. I'm not even doing them, but I'm going to tell you you're doing You need to be doing them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach, and then I'm going to have to go take my own advice yeah. Yeah. when I get home. You're like, oh, I said that? I need to do it now. Yes, yes. I, I know I need to do these things. I'm just not doing them. Um, and then definitely putting yourself in your client's shoes when it comes to hashtags. So it's wonderful as a photographer to hashtag chasing light. Beautiful. It's a beautiful hashtag. Go follow it. It's wonderful. Great stuff shows up under the chasing You will never light attract hashtag. a bride. <laughs> Because no bride is ever searching chasing light. No, no. They're search they they just hashtag, oh my god, I'm engaged, engaged, bride to be, can't wait to marry him, her. You know, that's what they're hashtagging. So try and put yourself in the her shoes, his shoes, whoever's shoes, and think of those hashtags because it's always more of a spoken. Like a like the way we would talk, it's the casual way of thinking exactly. or talking, I guess. Yes, yes exactly. Point. It's not they're not gonna look up 2019 bride, maybe <laughs> like it might fall in there, but it's usually gonna be oh my god, I'm engaged, I'm engaged, right? Like he finally proposed, or like, bride tribe or yes. something like that. <laughs> I do crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the punnier the better. <laughs> That's my exactly. advice for 2019. Exactly. <laughs> the more funs, the better. Yes, yes, and then I think the other one is just being consistent. We all fall off the wagon. Everybody falls off the Instagram wagon because it gets so hard 
to comp- like sit there and compare yourself to everybody else. Everybody mm-hmm. else is doing these things. And you're like, ugh, you know what? I'm taking a social media cleanse. That is the new 2019 <laughs> thing to do. So just we're cleansing ourselves from social media. <laughs> but if you can show up every single day and try and give your followers content they want to see, photos they want to see, and just like play around with it. It doesn't have to be so scary. Mm-hmm. There's definitely posts I've posted and they have completely died. I was like, you know what? I'm going to post at 9 a.m. today just to see. Just to see. Yeah, that was the dumbest decision. Did but- not go anywhere. <laughs> But the experimenting, I think, is really important there. Yes. Experimenting and, I mean, you said... Like, you, and you, keeping track of that. Yes. You know that 6 p.m. works for your audience because you're keeping track of that. You're looking at your engagement. You're looking at how people respond to your posts. So from a business or an entrepreneur's perspective, it's not just open Instagram, post something. It yes. is, let's take a really analytical lens to this. Let's yes. see what's working, what's not working, and asking yourself why. Yes. Right? Yes, and totally. Then, and then adjusting from there. So for me, um, client experience isn't about having a wedding and saying, okay, your wedding is June 12th. They're not just a number in my book. It's, no, that's Ava and Evan's wedding. Like, there's always something behind it. So for me, the captions matter a lot. Um, I can't just put emojis and be like, mm, sparkle, <laughs> cool photo. <laughs> Um, For me, I have to have something to talk about behind it. So even today, because we were in my 6 p.m. time slot, I don't know if I'll post today, but I had a photo and I just, I couldn't come up with a caption for it. I couldn't think of something that was like good in my mind. So I didn't. I didn't have anything scheduled, don't have anything posted, nothing will probably happen today. You're going to wait until you have that caption, Yes. what that caption's going to be. Yes, because I know if I don't put my effort into the caption, the post always dies. Okay. Do you ever think from the other, other perspective, and I think this is going to be different for every account, but that people are reading the caption, that people, you know, it, yes. you see that. I see that. For me, 110%. I think that's how I've grown my following the way I have, and that's the people that follow me, they read the caption. You know, people who follow, like, um, Jenna Kutcher, they always read the caption. Her captions are days long. <laughs> My goodness. I don't go that far, and I like to make it all spaced out nicely mm-hmm. and this and that, but the caption is super important. I can't just put, like, um, an emoji. Less is or, more. Sparkle. Right. right. Sometimes that works for some people. Yes. you found that it doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for me unless it's unless it's a champagne pop-in bottle photo on a Friday. That's <laughs> literally. champagne emoji. Yes. That's literally about the only thing that'll work. But otherwise, no, there has to be some depth to it. And I feel Mm. like once people get to know me, too, they know there's a lot of depth to me. I love serious conversations. Mm -hmm. I love life chats, all that kind of stuff. I'm not... uh not too fluffy right. or like really deep combos. Right. So I feel like I have to be myself and that's who I am. So that's, that has to come out on Instagram. And through those captions. Yeah. So taking the time and the effort to really think about the writing that's going along yeah, with like the Yeah, like that's a it's whole. not just the photo. Yeah, that's another way to market to people, mm-hmm. you know? And it's it, on your Instagram, you're not supposed to be selling to people. You're supposed to be serving them. So that's a good way to give them tips, education, like knowledge, all this different stuff, why you're doing what you're doing, what you're doing, all Mm -hmm. that kind of information. If you're just putting emojis or quotes, like, okay, cool, beautiful photo. Right. Which sometimes that's all you follow an account for. Yep. But for me, I always want my clients to be invested and like fall in love with who I am as a person so they feel like they're hiring a friend, especially for weddings. Yep. I think that's huge. So social media, you know, for you – Something like Instagram, the reason why people hire you is not just because you take good photos. It's because they like who you are. And the only reason they know who you are is through your captions. Ditto. Yeah. Great. Good advice. 
Any other tips? I feel like that's it for new business owners. It's just like keep consistent, keep using the right hashtags. If the hashtags aren't getting you the followers you want, change them. That's literally the simplest way to start. And then you'll learn from there your own stuff. In terms of hashtags, for you, you know, your Edmonton area, are most of your clients Edmonton area, you'd say? Yeah, now. Yes. Of course. You want to go global in a way. Not Is for that... weddings. Okay, not for weddings. No, not for weddings. Okay. Um, a couple destinations are wonderful, but I prefer that the couple's from Edmonton. Mm-hmm. It just makes life so much easier. Mm-hmm. When you've got a couple from Vancouver hiring you to go to California and you're in Edmonton. <laughs> like, Logistically, it's a challenge. Yeah, exactly. So the reason I bring that up is, you know, when you're talking about hashtags, I think it's important for businesses to know that it's not just, you know, it's not hashtag um it's not just hashtag weddings because then you're getting people from all over the world. It's yes. hashtag Alberta weddings or maybe yes. it's Edmonton and weddings, finding, YEG weddings. It's yes, yes. localizing it or, or making it very specific to who who you're trying to reach. Right? Exactly. And two, make sure your hashtag doesn't have more than half a million. If it has more than half a million, add a ring on the end of your hashtag, add a heart, something like that, just to bring it down under the half a million dollar Million dollar, <laughs> half a million hashtag level. Um, and what? And so explain. Yeah, yeah, your post just it doesn't get any engagement from there. People who follow that hashtag, yeah. your post is like ten miles down the list before right. it even gets shown. I think that's so important. Um, yes, because I find so many people are using hashtags. I mean, when they're trying to use hashtags strategically, so points for trying. But then you're using these hashtags like what did I, I don't even do hashtag really Christmas because it's like no. 50 million ha- people have posted to Christmas. It's like that's yeah. not getting me, you know, that's not getting eyeballs. Exactly. Really. I did like hashtag oh Christmas tree. I did hashtag mm-hmm. tis the season, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, those kind of ones like all the Christmas songs you know, <laughs> stuff like that. and I think it's too it's more that talking language. Yep. Not the like. Hashtag Edmonton wedding photographer. Yeah, that's a Google search term. <laughs> it's not the. It's not the hashtag. It's not the hashtag. Search that... for puns. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Please search for puns. Exactly. Um, no, but that makes a lot of sense. When you're using hashtags, they can extremely increase your reach. Yeah. But you also want it to reach the right people. Well, that's it too. Even if a even if a hashtag that I'll post has only got like ten thousand posts, mm-hmm. that's still a frick ton of people. Mm-hmm. In the general sense, for a wedding photographer, you need between twenty and thirty weddings to have an income you can survive on you need 20 people a year yes a year Year, you need 20 people so if one person from that 10,000 hashtag Mm -hmm. you know finds you golden bonus Mm -hmm. you've like checked the box you know so that's where my thought is people are always looking for like big numbers and millions of people and all stuff. it's like you're just going to drown in this sea of hashtags I think that's a great general tip is that too many people are focused on really big numbers Let's focus more on quality. Quality within reasonable numbers. Yes. Reasonable numbers. So I think in general, that's a good tip to follow is that too many people are looking for that big splashy number, but it's not about the bigger the number, the better or the more effective it will be for your business. It's about that quality and it's about the smaller number of people who will actually translate or convert into clients. Exactly. Who will actually pay you for your work. Exactly. Your exactly. It's not like, oh, cool, this influencer from California started following me. 
Really? I mean, exactly. That doesn't that help won't you. pay your bills. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, she found you off of that's darling hashtag. Well, <laughs> she might not follow you tomorrow. Just right. wait. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast topic. <laughs> yes, for sure. And now we'll just take another ad break, and we'll be right back. This episode of Don't Call Me a Guru is brought to you by Smart Wi-Fi from Shaw Business. With dedicated networks for you and your guests, everyone's connection is separate, safe, and secure. Shaw Business, powering the entrepreneur. To learn more, visit shawbusiness.ca. So let's talk about challenges. We were talking off the mic about my wedding. It was just five years ago which I don't feel like is that long ago. Five years ago, Instagram was hardly a thing. Yeah, not at all. I didn't have it. Really not at all. We got our photos about four months, maybe even five months after the wedding. Didn't get a next day posted on Instagram. You know, I love this photo from the shoot this weekend. Didn't get, you know, a sneak peek. Didn't get a blog post. Not saying anything bad about our photographer. Loved our photos. Loved our photographer. But it just wasn't. The social media demands weren't there then. Surely that is a challenge for you now. <laughs> 100%. 100%. All the time I have clients asking me, so, like, do I get, a, like, a sneak peek with my with the fo- like, with the my package? And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> kind of thrown me off where now there's this demand that we need to show a gallery of 5 to 20 photos immediately, immediately. the day after the wedding. You have to then go through 5,000 images, load the images, do all the things. Like, it's not just you quickly go through Plucking and pick it. five. Right. Like there's an hour to two hours of work loading in the images, going and loading them in Lightroom, picking them, editing them, editing just, them. you know maybe not perfectly even, loading them into a gallery and then sending it. Mm-hmm. So the amount of joy that it brings is so wonderful for us to, like, see. Yeah, but people get very excited. It is still so much work. Mm-hmm. I would much rather be focused on editing their wedding and getting it to them faster mm-hmm. than sending their, them yeah, this. Their whole package versus. This little tiny thing that takes, you know so much time so I will try and show one on Instagram the next day and that be the sneak peek and sometimes it doesn't happen and so I told I've just had to tell clients that it's not guaranteed yeah it's not a thing you know (laughs) I would do your best (laughs) yes like I would love to but then also life happens Mm -hmm. so it doesn't always work out sometimes I have a wedding on Saturday sometimes I have a wedding the following Monday people are getting married any day of the week this year right it's crazy (laughs) So Wednesday wedding. Yep. <laughs> Wednesday wedding in the mountains. Work, <laughs> totally. So I've had so many last year and I have a whole bunch this year. Actually, that sort of makes me think of something that I'm seeing more at weddings, which is either, you know, started from the bride and the groom or maybe the photographer had recommended this to the bride and groom, which is please tell your guests not to take pictures, you know, yeah. during the ceremony or please I don't want their phones in the shot or, or whatever that is. Yeah. Are you seeing that more? What's your take on that? Isn't it just people just want to share the joy and the love in the moment? They totally do. <laughs> Except. Why must they be punished? <laughs> because I feel like digital cameras used to be these little itty bitty things. Like you could hide it in your hand back in the day. We didn't all have cell phones that we can't even fit our hand around iPads for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's always the aisle sitters. Love them. I love the aisle sitters. However, I've definitely had to ask people to just stay within the aisle because there's always a 
giant iPad in front of the bride's <laughs> face walking down the aisle with her dad mm-hmm. or whoever. Mm-hmm. And that is a moment killer. <laughs> so it's not about not taking photos for me. I don't mind. It's always the getting in the way of the professional photos. Which is what they're paying for, which is what they want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So unplugged weddings have become a thing because I find it's easier than saying, can you guys please not um, lean out in the aisle when the wedding is in happening or when she's walking up and down the right. aisle or when uh, it's, it's just a pain in the butt. Just whatever, nobody yeah. take photos. Yeah. So, yeah, unplugged weddings are definitely a favorite of mine because then I don't have to be a jerk. Yeah. It really sucks to have to ask somebody, can you please just lean in the aunt? Sorry, you're just in the way of the photos. And then it's like Aunt Judy looked at me yeah. and gave me a yeah, death she stare. Hates you. Yes. <laughs> Wait for family photos afterwards. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's never that bad. Everybody's usually really respectful. Um, but it's generally the older crowd who doesn't understand what the heck is an unplugged wedding. What mm-hmm. do you mean? I have this cool phone and it takes photos, so I'm going to use <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> and you know what? If my volume is on, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Shutter, shutter. Oh, is that shutter. my phone? <laughs> yeah, no. It's uh, it's definitely something that should, I think, should continue to happen just because it, sometimes it ruins that moment for a bride. Mm-hmm. If That's I fine. was a bride, I'd be devastated to have that. Another thing that I think just makes sense in this conversation, because I don't know when I'm going to have like a wedding-related guest come on. <laughs> I love clever wedding hashtags. <laughs> Me too. I love it so much. <laughs> I'm going to give you my top three. Okay. <laughs> and I think it is so dependent on, obviously, the names of the bride and the groom. It's definitely a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. My, mine, ours, we just did Mike and Linda. It's very bland, very boring. It's not punny. All podcast long, we've been talking about the importance of puns. My wedding hashtag was not punny. Okay, number one. The name was, her last name is Lee, L-E. His last name, Ma, M-A-H. Okay? Hashtag happily Married. Oh, oh my god. So, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Her first name is Holly. His name is Matt. Hashtag Holly Matrimony. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I love it. That's so, so good. Okay, third one. My friend Kathy. She's getting married this summer. I'm a bridesmaid. <laughs> she just revealed her hashtag to me this week and I died. It was so good. Her name is Kathy. His name is Mitch. Hashtag Kathy gets. Mixed. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's so good. Uh, anyway, so this is what I mean. Just hashtags, just something as little as a hashtag can bring such joy. Oh, it can. <laughs> it totally can. Such totally joy. can. Anyways, I digress. Let's go back to challenges. Yes, challenges. Oh my gosh. So I was talking before about the time of day I post is always 6 p.m. because no other time of day works for me. And so like later and all these other apps have come out with like the the global time mm-hmm. to post on Tuesday. That's all garbage. It's junk. <laughs> Absolute junk. You should definitely find your own time to post. Everyone is different. Yes. Every single account is different, even if you're in the same time zone and you're the same industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I say there's probably some trends you know, where For it's sure. like, you know, where it's like, okay, you know, probably lots of people are logged on at lunchtime or something. Well, that's what I tried to start with. So right. I was like, okay, when am I on my phone? Just before dinner or just after dinner? Right. So 6 p.m.-ish. Right. Around there. I'm not on my phone in the morning because I'm usually late. <laughs> and lunchtime doesn't happen for me, but I'm an entrepreneur, so right. it doesn't really fall into that category. So it's right. like, okay, I'm going to stick with 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. It never fails. That's great. And it still carries over because it's relevant enough to carry over into the next day. So for the 7 a.m., 9 a.m. people, mm-hmm. I'm still capturing them. And then what I call the overnight bump. The overnight bump <laughs> is exactly what's happening. Even a lunchtime bump happens once in a while. <laughs> Depends how good Instagram thinks my post is. But yes, 
so the challenge is knowing when to post or making sure that you're sticking to the post time that you've yeah. deemed through research and you know experience works best for you. Yes, yeah, for sure. So doing that, and then, um, like I said, when I don't put thought into my caption, if I just do it because I'm like, oh, I need to post because it's the day and uh, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm on the freaking <laughs> podcast with Linda. Jeez, like, oh, what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, you just throw something out there. You're like, I should have oh, done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had like three mock ups of captions um, earlier today before I was coming in so that I could make sure I had it posted even a little bit earlier or I'll post it a little bit after. Mm-hmm. And. I was sitting there and I was just like getting so frustrated and I was like, okay, drop it. It's not happening today. Nothing is happening on either Instagram account today. Mm-hmm. And that's just okay. So just being okay with some things because I can't win all the battles with Instagram. Right. Do you ever find that the challenge or a challenge is that it's gotten to such a point where, you know, you, you're, you're like slaving over the caption and you're not sure about the caption and maybe you're overthinking the caption and you know is yeah. that a challenge into itself and at what point you know do you remind yourself you know it it's okay or or is it not okay and that this is it's important and you got to stick to it I feel like it has to be okay otherwise you're going to drive yourself to like pure <laughs> insanity <laughs> so I feel like if I've backspaced what I said 3 times that's my thing then I'm like done yeah so if it's been backspace three times, I'm like, okay, this is not coming out. It's not happening today. The words are not my friend. I just let it go. Um, and sometimes I only post on one account because I have two, bus- yeah. two different accounts. So sometimes only my business one, I'm feeling the, the flow of words. And on the wedding one, I'm like, I just can't. Uh, bleh, not there. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow I wake up, I'm like, oh, wake up. There's the post and everything's all good. But if it doesn't flow, I don't try and force it because mm-hmm. it never does well. It's like it's like everybody can read my mind or something on Instagram, I swear. They're like, like oh, she's trying too hard. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like her. Something like that. So that's that's another challenge. And then Instagram stories, like I say, my biggest challenge. Just trying to figure that out. Yeah. Just trying to do it. Yes. <laughs> right? I feel like finding the confidence to have Instagram stories is a challenge. See, that's interesting because I feel like Instagram stories is far more forgiving. It most definitely right? is. So so then it's okay if you stumble a little bit. Or For sure. Okay. And I think that's where experimentation is really helpful on Instagram stories as well. Um, what I'm loving or what I do really like a lot about Instagram stories is that it gives you more options to engage versus the like or the comment on the post. So yeah. So you can ask me some questions or share your thoughts on this or vote in this poll. Which one should I buy? What should I do? What type of content do you want to see from me? So there's so many interactive elements that they're introducing with Instagram stories. So I think the potential there to have that one-on-one engagement, but then also even use it as your own sort of poll system. Yeah. Feedback mechanism. Yeah, totally. I agree. It's wonderful. I just feel like, yeah, you've got to find that confidence to do it. And then two, it's like, well, what do I share? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if you're not showing your face, I feel like it's a little bit useless. See, and I don't know, because I actually get turned off of Instagram stories where it's too much of the person talking. Yeah. For too long. Yeah. It's like if I'm tapping through and it's five frames of the person talking, I can't anymore. I'm yeah. off. I, so I think the variety there yeah. is valuable. Agreed. Knowing that people like to see your face. And again, this is probably different for everyone. For sure. We were talking about this with a couple of friends and that was it too. If it's more than like five, you know, you know whatever There's only long. so many. Yeah. So I think keeping it to like <laughs> two to three 
is the best thing to do, but it's really hard when you're like, oh, you're going to talk about a topic. Well, then you just start going and going and going, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a balance there. I think people can certainly test it, but a variety is usually where I go back to it. You know, you can start talking about a topic, but then maybe you switch to four things where it's a photo or a video of something related to what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. Maybe you end with your face again. Yeah. And then I also didn't used to add to story, the new option where if somebody tags you, you can add it to your story. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't doing that a ton, but I was like, this is like a free... Instagram story. I didn't have to think about this exactly, one. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Doing it. Um, and then Instagram, I think, is rewarding you if you're playing in all the ways they're giving you the option to play. So, Ooh, tell me more. So, if you're using polls, questions, mm. if this little slidey face, mm-hmm. what the heck is that even called? Um, I'm going to say like. Oh, I don't even know. I just call it a slider, I guess. Yeah, so the slider. Emoji slider. Yeah, like the clock, <laughs> the GIFs, everything. If you're using all those things, you're sharing, like, add to story, this, you're posting, you're engaging, you're commenting, you're liking, mm-hmm. like, holy moly. Even adding other people's posts to your story. Mm-hmm. If you're doing all the things, then you're getting... Instagram likes that. You're getting engagement. Yep. Because I stopped doing it on my business account, like my branding account, sorry, and then I kept doing it on my on wedding weddings, account yep. and my branding account post died and this one was like whew, just like that's lit great. on fire that's cool so that's just that i feel like that's like the key to success yeah i think what's important in what you're saying is also that you're trying it and you're making sure you're watching to see what's working yeah exactly and tweak and and change totally and then live live instagram Instagram Live, whatever you want to call it, IGTV, those have not happened in my world yet. Mm-hmm. That's like a conference level. That's a whole level of, other thing, yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not going that far yet. Just let me do 2019 with I, stories. I struggle with Instagram live stream because they don't, A, let you keep it. Yes. Stays on for 24 hours and then it's gone. Um, and then B, it doesn't really give you analytics. So you can't really, you know, when you're talking yeah. about watching and seeing and yeah. seeing how people are reacting, it doesn't really do that. And when you play back, it doesn't play back with the reactions of people. Because, you know, it looks really, yeah. it looks yeah. really like, impressive when you're talking. You see, like, a heart comes up. And, oh, my God, there's all these emojis flying around. Um, but on playback, it doesn't show you that. And so it just looks like you talking. <laughs> oh, well, that's not, Yeah. Yeah. So I think actually for me, if I were to focus on it, I would be more inclined to do an IGTV thing, which is longer lasting, gives you yeah. analytics, that sort of thing. But yeah, I think different. it becomes fun. That's what become like um, yeah. certain people are doing like every day at this time I do a live. Mm-hmm. So you'll go on and ask questions and it becomes kind of like a community yeah. thing. So I get that. And then for celebrities. You know, like, oh, oh yeah. my God, what are they doing? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's Justin Bieber. Yeah. I mean, if you're a celebrity, you don't need to do anything right on social media. You can just do anything and then you'll be fine. Yes. But. Yes. This is true. <laughs> this is so true. So one of my last questions, and I think I already know the answer, but what is your favorite social network and why? Hmm. I have no idea. What could it possibly be? <laughs> Definitely Instagram. Again, it's just a photo driven. It's, and it has literally been the only reason when I moved here from Ottawa that my business has done as well as it has. Everybody's talking about email lists and make sure you grow an email list and all this stuff. Like, I'll be, like, screwed when Instagram's gone, if it's ever gone, because that <laughs> is where my business exists right now. It's everything. I love that. It's really worked out for you. Um, any Any last words of advice, anything we haven't covered, anything that you think might be valuable from that social media perspective for an entrepreneur that, who might be listening? 
since it's the beginning of 2019, I'm definitely going to say I hope that Instagram, if anything else, is a place that people can find inspiration and connect with real people. Um, it is so heavily weighed down with the comparison game and have to be this person, got to do this, she's doing that, why am I not doing this, all of this comparison. But Instagram was meant to be social. So if we can hopefully try and bring it back to being social, like comment on people's posts you're actually interested in answer their questions read their captions so i think that's like the way to be successful on it but also to actually enjoy it Mm -hmm. because i don't know anybody really these days who likes instagram anymore they don't (laughs) do it because they like it they do it because they have to Mm -hmm. they feel like they have to yeah love it again (laughs) woohoo all right thank you so much tracy that was tracy jasmine you can find her on instagram uh, tracy jasmine photo and branding by tracy jasmine don't call me a guru as a reminder is recorded at nate's radio studio here in edmonton alberta and we will be back next month with another podcast after a few more credits roll right now the podcast you are listening to today was produced by matt matischuk at the nate radio and television studios The music bed for this episode was produced with the help of Doug Hoyer. The logo for Don't Call Me A Guru was designed with the help of graphic designer Rory Lee. Don't Call Me A Guru is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. (laughs) 